Welcome to the Eloquently Named Podcast, Simple Marketing Tips for Business Owners. This is the show for business owners and entrepreneurs who want to simplify their marketing, reduce their stress, and grow their business without overcomplicating things. I'm your host, Abby. I'm the founder of webbusinesslabs.com, and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode one. Um, I'm going to jump straight in and try and give value in every episode. If you have any questions about me, my background, my history, or anything like that, you can either get all the answers from my website, webbusinesslabs.com, which will also give you a link to my Instagram and my LinkedIn, or you can sign up to my mailing list, which is also from webbusinesslabs.com. And then I can go into plenty of detail about me and my history and my skills and my background and all that in there. But for this podcast, I want to focus entirely on how I can help you. So I actually want to start with basically an exercise that I do, well, that I did for my two coaching businesses, um, which helped me really drill down into my target customer. Um, And then I could sort of reverse engineer my messaging and how I wanted to position what I offer as a solution to what they're going through. So it sounds very basic, but a lot of the time we don't actually do it or we don't do it in enough detail. And so these are just a few prompts and a few questions that you can ask yourself about your target audience and um, which will hopefully help you tweak or alter your messaging or actually come up with a more consistent messaging um, so you can actually get more leads, more sales, more conversions. So one of the best things that, one of the most wisest things I learned uh, when I first started studying marketing and copywriting was that if you, you've probably heard it before as well, but if you try and appeal to everyone um, or be all things to all people, you will technically appeal to no one. So it becomes really important to sort of like really start to drill down into your target audience, who you're trying to speak to and who you want to help and what problems you want to solve. And one of the best exercises you can do is to actually just get that avatar, imagine one specific person in front of you. And when you're writing your ad copy or writing your whatever, um, you're coming up with your imaging, writing your Instagram captions, everything else, you want it to speak to that one person. And another reason why this is really important is uh, I think it was Russell Brunson who founded ClickFunnels.com. He's one of the best known uh, online marketers in the world, if you haven't heard of him before. Um, he It was in one of his books I read that uh, people buy based off of emotion and justify it with logic. Um, I think one of the examples he gave is that you know, there's no, strictly speaking, there's no logical reason for someone to buy like a Ferrari or something. It's an emotional thing and then you justify it with sort of the status and the build quality and all that afterwards. But strictly speaking for someone to spend like 150 200,000 pounds or dollars on a car um, it's not without sort of any real practical benefit over say like a 15 or 20,000 pound car Um, that's buying based on emotion and then justifying with logic so what you really want to do is try and tap into that emotional side of what your customers your your target customers are feeling um, and tailor your messaging around that and that applies to pretty much every kind of business because there's always an emotional attachment to a purchase decision and um, so one of my past early marketing roles was actually the marketing side for a baking box or baking kit subscription company um, and like you might think okay there's not really an emotional need for someone to buy a baking kit but then you think of two things one first of all that was a few years ago so that's the time when great british bake-off was at its absolute peak um it hasn't exactly gone away and it's not exactly a small deal but compared to sort of where it was four or five years ago it's dipped a bit so this was kind of like really at the peak of that sort of baking interest curve so what that did was that it gave a lot of people some idea of some inspiration of something fun that they can do with the family so or you know with their kids or even with their parents so um one of the things one of the emotional attachments was actually just creating that you know family experience 
and the other one was um, for, you know, because baking had become so prominent, um, people wanted to be able to show off and being able to produce a good bake became a little bit of a status thing. So for people that wanted to actually make better bakes to be able to, to, be able to show off to their friends or whatever and give themselves that elevated status, same thing. Um, you can. It sounds really cynical when I word it this way, but you can kind of tap into that emotional desire. Um, you don't have to say that like, you can show off or anything like that, but for me it was literally, I think my ad copy was something like, um, it was, it, it, it was something like, you know, start to create stunning bakes in your own kitchen or, uh, and then one of the, one of the ads was something like, uh, you know, create memories with your kids on a Saturday morning or something like, uh, be a star baker in your own family, in your own kitchen. So some of the things you want to look at with that sort of one specific person that you're trying to appeal to is their age, their, uh, uh, gender, their background, their family life, their professional life, are they working, are they stay-at-home parent, do they even have kids, are they sociable, are they introverted, are they extroverted, do they go out with their friends a lot, in which case something which is like a home activity over lockdown especially would be epic. Where are they based, what are their interests and hobbies, where do they hang out, what kind of things do they watch on TV, what kind of things do they listen to, uh, what you know, what do they do on a day-to-day -day basis? So that starts to paint a picture of their overall lifestyle and then you get deeper into the uh, problem that you're trying to solve. Now, for most businesses, the what kinds that work with who are coaches, consultants, and service-based, it becomes a little bit easier. So just for the sake of a challenge, I'm actually gonna go with something different. I'm gonna go with something that's, I guess, a non-essential product purchase. So I'm actually gonna go with a hypothetical scented candle Etsy store. So then you can look at the need or the want of someone buying a scented candle. It's either going to be they want to brighten up or freshen up uh, a room in their own house. Um, they want to make their place look better and feel better and feel more ambient. Or it might be they're getting a thoughtful gift for someone else. Or potentially a passive aggressive gift for someone else because they think their house smells or something. Okay, so if it's something for themselves, then you know that it's that's going to sort of make them feel better. It's a little bit of self-care. It's a little bit of, uh, I guess you could say, status elevation for yourself. Um, it's just improving your environment for you know any number of reasons. So when you've tapped into that um, emotional need or emotional want or whatever that emotional reason is for the purchase, then that starts to feature more prominently in everything you do, whether it's the images you put on Instagram, whether it's the captions you write, whether it's the ad copy you write, whether it's the emails you send out. And then it's also worth thinking about um, what they might have tried before, what they might not have tried before, what has or hasn't worked before. So again, with scented candles, if it's something about uh, just generally home improvement, then uh, then it might be something like they've tried, well, not home improvement, but just sort of like that getting a fresh, freshening up the house. Um, it might be something that they've tried Febreze to get rid of Febreze or a Vanish, uh, odor eliminator to uh, get rid of uh, odors and that hasn't worked so then you tap into that. If it's something like say they want to light some candles to help with their meditation um, then your messaging might be something about why adding that scent is important to uh, to complete meditation experience. Okay and then uh, so that like for most people um, long term that that kind of covers your basics and then you, what you also want to look at as sort of an added, which you want to start to feature is you like with a lot of purchases, regardless of your business type, there's going to be objections. Uh, people are going to be price sensitive and all of that. So you want to kind of include objection handling throughout your messaging. Price, of course, is the most common one because people always say something's too expensive or they can't afford it for whatever reason. Um, 
If they can afford it, I'd say that's fair enough. If someone says it's too expensive, then that means they're just not seeing the value in it. So part of what your messaging should be, you know, throughout, whether it's your organic post or paid posts or email, you know, wherever you're uh, marketing, um, part of your messaging should be why you're high value or why you're the value that um, justifies the price you're charging. So using my uh, scented candles as an example, uh, you're gonna be more highly priced than I don't even know uh, Yankee Candle. That's like the only scented candle brand I know. To say you're like more expensive than, than them because you're everything's handmade. It includes this, this, and this. You use these ingredients. Blah 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 blah. Um, so that all features throughout. If you're a service-based business, so in my case, for example, where I'm doing marketing, a lot of the time it's I explain this is why I charge what I charge. Um, tell me what you think could be worth if you got to this end result. Um, and then usually they can kind of work at the maths in their head and say, okay, it's not too expensive. It's just, it's a more premium price. That's just sort of one example of objection handling. And it's just that um, price is usually the most common one. So there you go. That's how you sort of lay the foundation for your marketing. You drill down into your target audience, um, speak to one specific person, understand their emotional need or want and what problem they're trying to solve, tailor your messaging accordingly based on that. And it's not an overnight fix and it does take some time to get right and you might have multiple uh, avatars or target markets that you want to hit um, but that you kind of go to the same foundation every time to make sure that that messaging lands properly and of course to make sure that that resonates with the right audience and that they go ahead and buy at some point in future so there you go that's uh, episode one i know i rambled quite a lot and i spoke really fast i think i'm just not used to doing podcasts yet so hopefully i'll get better and more concise and uh, clearer uh, as we progress but uh, i feel like you always need to start you basically you'll never be good enough when you start you'll never be as good as you want to be when you start uh, so i figured i'll start i'll wait till i get feedback and then gradually improve with practice and experience any comments, questions, feedback, suggestions, let me know. If you found value in today's episode, please remember to subscribe, leave me a review, and share it with a friend if you can. If you have any comments, questions, feedback, or suggestions, then please check out the website, webbusinesslabs.com, and that'll give you a link to my Instagram and my LinkedIn, so you can drop me a message on there. Until next time, have an awesome and productive week.